Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another Morph Monday episode of Shelf Aware. And do it. Do this. <laughs> I'm Em. I'm Anna. You can pretend like we practiced that for two weeks, but it was really only two minutes. <laughs> this week on Shelf Aware, we read book number 29. In the Animorphs saga, I guess, <laughs> by K.A. Applegate, it's called The Cygnus Ooh-Ah-Ah-Ah-Ah, ah, ah, and it's a Cassie POV, and it was, in my opinion, very good. What did you think? One of the top Animorphs books, for sure. Yes. We very went from good. the lowest, not lowest the lowest, to, but a lowest to a highest. Ramped up. It was everything i want in an in an animorphs book 100 percent. and hold on let me look up who this um do you have the it, the ghostwriter i do it is it starts with an m i think melinda metz good job melinda thank you melinda yes i think that this is the first book by melinda and i'm very excited to read further books from her yeah most of the ghostwriters i think generally only do a few books yeah. each um I'm hoping I have I don't have the full list of who wrote what pulled up, but I'm hoping uh Melinda will be a recurring ghostwriter. Yes. I think Melinda is um and I haven't looked up the other ghostwriters, but I know Melinda has um her own like YA series mm. as well. And in fact she wrote the YA series that they based the TV show Roswell off of. Oh really? Yeah. Good for Melinda. Yeah, good for you, Melinda. Kind of, what is she doing over here then? She's I don't know. Shit going on. Yeah, I don't know which came first. So mm, this probably the stepping stone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. When did the Roswell TV show come out? I feel like that's an older one. I feel like it is too, but I'm not sure. Roswell High is the series, and they were written from 1998 to 2000. So like during this period. Yeah. So this might have been like a. This was 98, right? Yeah. No, 99. This, this one was 99. Oh, this was 99. I was going to yeah. say this might have been a trial run for her then. Um, but I guess not. I guess she was already wor- working on Roswell and was dipping over to Animorphs land. I yeah. mean, I think that makes sense, though. That seems like a n- kind of natural fit, a uh, little bit different in ages, but both sci-fi-y aliens, mm-hmm. you know, makes sense. Yeah. She's also written um, some Buffy the Vampire Slayer books, some um, mm-hmm. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen books, Ghosts of Fear Street, and Goosebumps Presents. So. Oh, so she was just yeah. all over the kind of scholastic book fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, just dipping into all of the big 90s and early aughts series. Uh, well, she did a good job of it, so I can see why they kind of put yeah, her on a bunch of different yeah. stuff. I really enjoyed this one. It is... Uh, like we hinted at in the last episode, a complete 180 from Cassie's previous personality in mm. the experiment. I also felt that this was the punchiest Cassie's ever been, like yes. as a narrator. Yes. She, it was very Sorkin-esque, right? Where it's like, I wish I could tell you my whole name because that would mean I was a nice, normal girl. But I'm not either one. Not nice, not normal. It was very like, you could see her walking down a hall in the White House quipping, right? During this. <laughs> Or, like, kicking a vampire's butt, for sure. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. It was very sassy Cassie, and I was here for it. I Yeah, I liked this rendition of Cassie in a way that I don't like any of the other Cassies. Like, I thought she was peak annoying in the Caterpillar book. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But this one, even though she does wrestle with some of the same uh, moral quandaries, like, I, I was much more tolerable just because her personality was tweaked a little bit. Yeah, I felt that it was... Um, I I have not been as annoyed by Cassie as you have in some of the books, like the Caterpillar book I do like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was definitely, to me, the best version of Cassie we've seen in a while, for sure. For sure. And one of the most, like, I appreciated that this book, Melinda, went to the effort of saying, yeah, these are kids and they still want to do kid stuff as opposed to just, like, mm. mission, 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 which is what we get from a lot of the rest of these. So, like, they go, they try and go to a school dance and, you know, it doesn't really work out. But then there's also these questions of, like, I want people to know I'm that Jake and I are seeing each other. We're yeah. Yeah, we're not yeah. cruising anymore because we've got we're each other. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this did a really good job of balancing the, like, because I think we've seen in some of the recent books, um, like, I'm thinking, like, The Attack and uh, the the one where they're squids and the one where they mm-hmm, go to the North mm-hmm. Pole. Like, there is a lack of, like, kind of real world connection, right? Yeah, yeah. They just kind of gloss over it. Yeah, like, this did a pretty good, like, they try, like, they'll be, like, the first chapter sort of stuff where like Marco tries to take a girl to the opera or whatever. Um, no, <laughs> but like this was integrated better. I felt like where it was more of like a, a thing throughout the book rather than just like a one-off thing at the beginning to remind you that they're not normal kids, you know? Right. Yes. I, I appreciated this for sure. The problem stemmed from them being students as opposed right. to. Yeah. yeah. And I also think that like, because I, I was kind of thinking this with the last book, that it the thing I like about the Animorph series, and this seems like counterintuitive to what I normally like in books, because normally I'm all about like, oh, the relationships and the group dynamic, right? But mm-hmm. most of the ones that I really like are the ones where someone has to like be alone, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Where Jake has to like, people are getting picked off from the Animorphs so Jake's the last one fighting or like this where it's kind of the same situation for Cassie Mm -hmm. or Rachel has to make a decision by herself. I feel like that kind of gives them more room to shine rather than Mm -hmm. them just kind of all being in a group and going with the group, you know? Well, and too, I think sometimes these kinds of books where they're on their own give them a chance to let the group dynamic shine as well because we have these Mm -hmm. moments where like Cassie is like, uh, let's do it. Oh, that's Rachel's line and Rachel's not here. Or, yeah. oh, we could have really used Axe's help remembering the directions as we were swimming through the pipes as eels, which we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, just like different things, like where you, because of the absence of the other party member, group, <laughs> playing a lot of D&D lately, um, the absence of the other <laughs> members of the, the Bandalites, you can kind of see where they fit in and how Cassie uh, yeah. misses or appreciates them. I mean, so. you know what they say. Absence don't it always seem to go? Out. You don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> they um, paved paradise and put up a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> anyway. I don't know <laughs> if I can move on from that, but I'll try. <laughs> Let's get into the beautiful plot. mashup of <laughs> Down with the Sickness and whatever the parking lot song is called. <laughs> uh, so the gang all decides they're going to a school dance. 
And Rachel demands that Jake take Cassie because some other girls were talking about hitting on Jake and that didn't sit well with Rachel because she knows her cousin is hot. (laughs) This is a thing they've got between the two of them. And she (laughs) wants Cassie to take advantage of them being in a relationship, I guess. So they all go to the dance. Um, and okay, I know this was a Cassie POV, but I was really jonesing for some Rachel and Tobias moments, and we were so cheated on Rachel Tobias in this <laughs> because Tobias does go to the dance as a human boy, and he and Rachel don't even get a slow dance. It's very tragic. But they do because I was going to talk about the exchange that I liked from them, where okay, Tobias okay. is like, "I think some other girls hitting on me, or like some other oh, girls yeah. eyeballing me, Rachel," and like Rachel's like, hmm, "Yeah, okay," like and totally calls him on it, which is kind of a reversal of like. Rachel says, maybe you could take her back to your tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, (laughs) these two, I love them so much. Because Tobias, like, is so into Rachel. Because I think it's, like, after that, Tobias, like, is like, (laughs) yeah. Like, he's, like, so okay with Rachel just, like, messing with him because they're in love. (laughs) They are. They they have the most solid relationship. Yeah, for sure. They don't have to play these mind games like Jake and Cassie. That's not even true. Rachel was totally trying to make Tobias jealous a few books ago. (laughs) With T.T., the mysteriously named young man who appeared out of nowhere in the girls' (laughs) gymnastics practice. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) Tobias says, the chicks go wild for the feathers, baby. And it is like spelled (laughs) phonetically like that in the book. Baby. And it's supposed to be like an Austin Powers reference, but there's no way. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're all at the dance. Cassie and Jake are dancing together, but Rachel and Tobias do a weird group dance with Axe and Mar- Marco. Um, and Axe suddenly starts to lose control of his human morph and little parts of his Andalite body are starting to poke through. So he, he gets like his his eye stalks pop out first. Um, and again, I do want to talk about this because the, the, the children hustle him into a bathroom, but not before two teachers kind of intercept them. Mr. Chapman, who we know is confirmed Yerk, and Mr. Tidwell, who we learn is a Yerk as well, but slightly different. The book says that Chapman gets like, he gets an eyeful of Axe's eye stock, which he sees Visser 3 every day. He's going to know what that is. And if he sees these children where Cassie literally says, we're his friends and we have his medication, let us go with him. Like, is he's, he's going to start putting some stuff together there, children. I also felt that this whole thing, right? Because there have been prior books where they're like, we cannot all go to the mall together, right? Right. Because then people yes. will put us together and know we're a group and know that like, and that was like when it they had acts but they weren't hanging out with Axe. So it was like, yeah, definitely. These people will see five children hanging out and be like, that must be the six Andalites we're looking for. So yes. that's like a wild assumption. But now there are six of them. And one of them is actively Andaliting it up. And they're like, it's probably fine. <laughs> and the other is the boy who went missing for most of the school year. Yes, and suddenly like, reappeared. And everybody, they, they play this off as like, oh, no one recognizes him because he has so much like confidence. It's like a Clark Kent now. situation. Yeah. But no, like a teacher, not even one of the Yerk teachers, just a teacher should be like, uh, that kid's been truant for the last six months. Yeah, yeah. He was in my English class and uh I don't know. 
I feel like I should report this to an authority. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So maybe the next book will be all about the repercussions of Chapman. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. We've got Chapman has seen what he can basically confirm as an Andalite with five others. (laughs) But he's just too stupid. Yeah. Uh, And Visser 3 is also very stupid. So it could very well be that he reports this to Visser 3 and Visser 3 is like, no, they're sexy Andalite adults. (laughs) (laughs) I know it to be true in my heart. (laughs) Don't ruin this for me, Chapman. They are adult Andalites. Don't you dare tell me that, Chapman. I've had a lot of bad news recently with the way that whole beef thing played out. (laughs) (laughs) Project Obedience. Don't come to me, Chapman, in this my quarters with my sexy Andalite posters and tell me, Chapman, (laughs) that these Andalites, these sexual Andalites, are human children. (laughs) If I find out that these sexy Andalites I have been writing erotic fiction of are actually (laughs) human children, not only will I kill you, but I will make the taxons eat me as well. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I think we know exactly how Visser 3 is eventually going to meet his demise, and it's that. It's he'll die of embarrassment. (laughs) Embarrassment. Taxon-induced embarrassment. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, So... Chapman is kind of headed off by this Mr. Tidwell teacher who has never been mentioned before. But Mr. Tidwell is like, hey, I'm a yerk, but I'm one of the good guys. What? Um, yeah. There's a there's a yerk resistance building. Thank the Elmas. This is what we've been waiting for this, this whole is, series. Yes, they do not want to take slave hosts anymore. They are Good and moral yerks. Yes, yes. There are about a hundred of them so far, which, I mean, considering that six children have been saving the world, I feel like with the aid of 100 yerks, they can finish this off. They're good. We're good. We've got this in the bag, guys. No need to read the rest of the series. (laughs) And the chi that will literally do fucking nothing but watch. And brag about how they used to (laughs) suck off Bach or whatever. I don't (laughs) know. Oh, but <laughs> Mr. Tidwell says, remember that little girl Karen and the yerk inside her head named Af- Aftrin 942 uh, from that book where you became a caterpillar, Cassie? Well, Visser 3 found out about her betrayals and is set to interrogate her in a few days. So we need you guys to save her because if she's interrogated, she's going to spill the beans about your identity. She's weak, weak-willed little piece of shit. She's just going to spill it all. And uh, she's being held captive at the Yerk Pool, so good luck getting to her. And it's also revealed that Mr. Tidwell, the human, is friends with Mr. Tidwell, the Yerk. And the Yerk has actually, like, left his brain, and Mr. Tidwell's like, no, come back, I'm lonely. (laughs) So they live together now. (laughs) I don't know how problematic this is, but I ship Mr. Tidwell and his Yerk. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. They're life partners. (laughs) oh oh dear yeah i mean i can definitely see there being a uh a need for that type of animorph fan fiction Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
I don't know. Okay, let me let me rephrase. I don't know that I necessarily ship them in like a nope. sexual connotation. No, nope, you already said it. They're doing the they're doing the dirty. I don't think you can as a yerk. It would just it's be just masturbation, masturbating, right? Yeah. Like, which I mean, he. Okay, now we're in a different conversation. If you're a yerk, yeah. Do you? Do you? Like you do gotta you have do the it. urge. You'd gotta like just to see what it's like, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because you would have the memories of it, right? So like you'd be like, mm, I want to check that out for myself. Yeah. So like, but then as think, the human, how does that feel? Yes, have, and then yeah. and then it gets into like, if you were maybe not specifically Tidwell and his yerk, although also yes, Tidwell and his yerk, but like <laughs> they do it in front of a mirror though, so it's not as weird. like I feel like. <laughs> If this is the situation, this would uh-huh. eventually come up if you are a yerk in a human host who's chill with you being there, but you have to be there basically all the time. Like, yeah. it would come up, right? It would have to. Like, you, it would have to. It'd like, have what do to. you do? I Here's my question. What if you have two yerks who are in mm-hmm. a relationship, yeah. but with human controllers that are not in a relationship? I feel like that's basically the plot of like that one Netflix movie where it's like the two assistants who try to get their bosses together. Set it up. Yeah, I feel like it's that, but with Yerks. But with Yerks. <laughs> you have to leave your wife to be with this other human. I don't care that they are 20 years older than you and live in a different state. I feel like maybe Yerks <laughs> don't have romantic relationships in that sense. Mm. I mean, we don't know. This is getting into. This is really getting into it now. We don't know how Yerks reproduce. Like this is true. Is it? I they... think. I think there is one big queen Yerk, and she's just yeah. pooping out these babies. I think. Yeah, it's it's almost certainly some sort of egg laying situation, right? Yes, like, yes. so I feel like they probably don't have romantic attachments in the way that humans do. So I but... don't know if it would be a problem for a Yerk to be like. We know that the Yerks are influenced by their hosts to some extent. So, like, mm. if if you are a Yerk that is inhabiting humans and doing so for long periods of time, how many of those emotions carry over? That's true. Yeah. Basically, there's a lot of room for fan fiction. Yeah. Here. Well, because <laughs> Mr. Tidwell's Yerk says, like... I didn't I didn't have any like problems yerking him up, but then the longer I was here, I felt his sadness and that made me sad to do what I did. So Yeah. So... And then I fell in love with him because I felt his love for me. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Another moral complication. <laughs> Whose love is it? Can we trust the love Mr. Tidwell has for his yerk, or is it a love that the yerk placed there because he can control this entire man's brain? Well, I think that's always because that's the free will thing of last book, which was dumb, but like obedience that the yerks are not able to control people's thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. they can't make people think or feel a certain way. I guess they could theoretically syndrome, man. Yeah, there's Stockholm syndrome, and I syndrome syndrome, and I guess also they could like manipulate if we really wanted to get like technical about it, they could manipulate like serotonin and stuff to make the human feel happy about the yerk Mm -hmm. but like i don't know i don't know if you can if if in the world of animorphs which is a world in which we know that true love kills does genocide um and it like it's that powerful and that um free will is absolute and there's no way to override it like Mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. feel like uh, whether or not the science actually backs it up in the world of animorphs 
you can't manufacture love in that way, you know? That is very deep. I appreciate this analysis. (laughs) (laughs) I really want the 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 Visser Chronicles now or whatever. It's it's coming. Because I feel like maybe we'll get some questions answered. I really I you know from the beginning of this I've loved all the Yerk lore drops and that's Yes, they are so tasty. Really what I'm here for. They're so good. Like I don't know what it is about the Yerks and their species that just makes them so compelling of characters, but I'm here for it. Because it's such like a weird gross thing they do and yet here they are rationalizing it away and i'm like yeah. well you got me i mean it's like it's truly it would like, be hell to live like a yerk does yeah like it's truly they're a very tragic species right yeah. like and i mean Damn. they're expressing that in very bad ways through slavery but yeah like, that's not i'm not saying that's good guys just remember right, that's right. one so of our top rules slavery's bad no slavery slavery no good but i appreciate that we're getting the nuance now of yerks being like some yerks being like i too am not cool with slavery cassie agrees to go save Af- aftrin uh, her name aftrin sounds like some sort of medication like i took an aftrin to help me go to bed last night I was pronouncing in my head Aftran, like Afghan. Oh, yeah, 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 that too. That could be wrong. Why is my mom calling me right now? She okay. wants to weigh in on the Aftran. She's Aftran like, no way. I also had a thought about the horniness of Yerks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Cassie agrees to find Aftran, and the gang have to take Axe back to Cassie's barn because not only can he not control his morph, but he's also very sick with something called Yamfoot. The only way to treat it is for his tria gland to be removed from his brain. So cool. Excellent. So they call up Eric, who is just the most smug boy in this book. Let's let's get to some Eric quotes here real quick, because he was really way, wearing on me. Um, <laughs> Remember when I was like, I don't think Eric's ever going to come back. Man, how I man, wish that Man, did he come, come back true. in just the worst way? Came back in a way that nobody needed. Uh, the guy who plays my father, he was a doctor back in 15th century France. He knows nothing useful. Trust me. <laughs> or, uh, I have several thousand books stored in my brain. Sometimes I pass the time by seeing how many I can read and comprehend at the same time. <laughs> like, fuck off, Eric. Eric, you need new hobbies. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> take up knitting or something. Yeah. Do something useful. I don't, I just, I, the whole idea of them being like this long living species that's just doing fuck all. I'm like, I get that you're like peace loving, so you can't join the war, but like, you should be doing more helpful things, I feel like, in your free time. No. He's just, gonna, I don't know. He can do literally nothing because anything could be construed as violent, I guess. I don't understand this. I don't. Uh, so Eric, the smug piece of shit, shows up, and the only thing he can do is fucking make holograms. Like really they're over here. Like it. we're gonna have to operate on Axe, or he will die. Eric, can you help us? He's like, well, I can make it look like the barn is empty. Um, <laughs> I can make it look like you operated on him. Yeah, like <laughs> the Hippocratic Oath is like, thou shall not do harm or whatever. Um. So doesn't that isn't that like a loophole for all y'all chi who can't do harm? No. No. Drilling into an Andalite's brain to save his life? That's violence. Oh my god, Eric. You're so there's, fucking useless. There's blood. Let's just I wish the Andalites Bandalites would just agree like, okay, guys, let's just only call Eric if we want to feel really bad about our pathetically <laughs> short lives 
or if we need something to look like something else. Like he's not here for anything <laughs> the else. The, the intelligence he gives us half the time doesn't mean anything and is wrong. Like why the fuck do we keep talking to this guy? <laughs> I feel like at some point that she had a meeting and they were like, listen, we may, we're like super powerful and long living and like can beat up anything in the universe but can we all just agree that blood is icky and we don't want to get it on ourselves? So can we just it like all agree that really rust our joints? I just don't, it's just not, it's just not my vibe and I don't like it. So let's just pretend we're like nonviolent because I just don't want. <laughs> they all, they were actually programmed with a intense aversion to blood and they yeah. all just all pass out whenever they see any blood whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So Cassie then, they've got Axe all bundled up in the, um, they've got him all bundled up in the barn and Cassie's like, hey guys, uh, Mr. Tidwell is a good yerk and he told me I have to go save after and will you guys help me? And everyone's like, uh, no, that's a fucking trap, but yeah, okay, we'll help you. Um, so <laughs> because of the security issues with getting into the yerk pools, they've got that bio DNA bullshit that zaps anyone to death that doesn't have the right DNA. Um, Marco comes up with a genius idea, Marco, of all people, that they need to morph into something that can be flushed down a toilet and they will ride the pipes to the yerk pools because that's where all the poo-poo in town goes. It goes to the yerk pools. Again, an alternative to this plan, very simply, would have been axe, human morph, mouthful of bees. <laughs> Very true. I don't know. Very true. Why no one has thought of this and why they won't just do this. That is a good question. Um <laughs> Although to quite honestly, I don't know why they haven't used Axis Human Morph as a way to get into the Yerk pool because like humans are on the allowed list. So just pretend he's been yerked. It's pretty easy. We don't ha- I mean I, I guess then surely they all have Eric to, like, can hack into the computer and add their DNA. He can do anything except anything useful. It's is it a specific human's DNA or is it just human DNA is allowed? I think they're yerk- literally just like keying in every human that they yerk. So I don't uh, know, see because for the cow one, they were definitely like any cow, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. assumed it was like specific animals, but I guess that does make more sense to be like you have to be the specific human to get yeah, in. And there's more variety with the humans, but yeah. Again, like. <laughs> just have eric Mouth or axe axe who's also computer boy full of bees yeah axe can add his weirdo combo human dna and then just go into there yeah with a mouthful of bees with a mouthful of, mouthful bees. of cockroaches would probably be what jake would suggest though but jake would be wrong mouthful of bees is the correct choice he would be extremely wrong okay so there. <laughs> Tobias is like, I know the perfect animal to go down a toilet. It's an eel. And he flies off and grabs an eel to morph into. I don't know where he goes. He just, he finds, he knows where the eels live and he gets one. And then they all get flushed. And Eric has given them directions on which turns to take once they're inside the sewer system. I don't, guys, I don't fucking know. And they almost make it. Except Jake starts getting sick. Because it turns out that Axe's illness is contagious somehow. And he has the morphing fever. <laughs> we already did this. It was pregnant alligator. <laughs> or pregnant with alligator. 
Um, but that was an allergy. This is like an true. actual like communicable disease. Yes, yes, yes. It's because, and I was always, I, I was like, oh, if Jake's the only one that gets it, obviously that means Jake and Axe are making ah, it. Ah, I see. Well, I think we could probably, okay, so Axe gets it. He gives it to Jake. But see, then it would be Jake to Cassie, and Cassie's the last one to get it. Because I was going to say Cassie to Marco. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know how Rachel and Tobias would get in there. Hmm. Tobias, as Axe's nephew, they are often very close as they watch TV. They hug and do... There you go. I don't know. Other... I don't... One's a hawk and the other is an andalite with tiny arms. I guess that's the most they can do. And then, and this then it's year a dance. on NBC, <laughs> Tobias and Rachel were totally making out behind the bleachers at the there you dance. Go. So there you go. That's how they all got it. Um, Cassie's the only one spared because she and Jake haven't done any more kissing since that one book. Mm-hmm. The, these lips are very chaste. Yeah. Yes. She does say she wants to do another kiss, but mm-hmm. uh, she can't quite bring herself to do it to commit. Because she's kissing the wrong boy. Yeah, it's not Marco. Mm-hmm. So they all are afraid that Jake will start morphing into a human again inside of these tiny sewer pipes. Um, and also they're lost because Jake was the only one that bothered to memorize the directions. So they just take the first. They let the water carry them to whatever exit it does. And they, <laughs> I guess like five eels just launch out of a fire hose that's being sprayed onto a burning building. And then they fly away as birds. And no one notices. (laughs) No one notices. So, fortunately for humans, this uh, yamfoot disease only displays as flu-like symptoms for a few days. So Jake is sick, but thankfully he will not need brain surgery in order to survive. And then Rachel and Tobias and Marco all come down with the sickness. Ooh, ah, 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 ah. And so it's just Cassie (laughs) out here trying to figure out how to save this fucking yerk. She has a plan. But before she goes and does anything, this was my morbid moment of this book. She, Ooh, before she goes and does anything, she says <laughs> she says goodbye to Axe. So mm. there is like there's a time constraint here because Axe needs to be operated on before his fever breaks. Because if he doesn't, his gland explodes and kills him, I guess. And his temperature was falling at like a steady but slow rate. But then it started to kick up right before Cassie needs to leave. And so she's like, okay, I feel like your fever is going to break when I'm not here to perform surgery on you as the only person, a 13-year-old child doing brain surgery on an alien. Unfortunately, I am your only option, but I will be gone. So if you do die, just know it was for the greater good. (laughs) Yikes. Cassie went real hard on this book. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Very different from let's let's risk our lives to save all the chimpanzees. <laughs> um, so she has this her little tearful moment with um, Axe and Axe is like delirious. He's like, I played rock, paper, scissors with Eric. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> and Eric is like, OK, I'll watch him die, I guess. <laughs> this is my job. Yeah, maybe I'll do a hologram of an alive axe. Maybe I could be axe, you guys. Maybe maybe once axe dies, I could just become him. Wouldn't that be cool for everybody? Look, guys, any more if you need? Look, I hologram, I'm a bear. Look, hologram, I'm an eel. Look, hologram, I'm a whale. <laughs> 
Uh, no, no, I can't do any fighting. Sorry. No, um, but. But I can look like I'm I fighting. I look so. like anything. I could do There's a hologram that. to make you guys all look like Andalites all the time. There's Actually, my idea, Eric. Useful thing that Eric could be used for. It will never happen. It will never happen. No, of course not. <laughs> uh, so Cassie goes to Mr. Tidwell's house to take the DNA from his little yerk friend, morph into that yerk, and ride inside Mr. Tidwell as they enter the yerk pool and get dumped into the yerk pool. Um, and then from there, she's like, I don't know. I'll figure it out from here. So this happens. Cassie transforming into a yerk is also pretty morbid um, because she lets her yerk instincts take over and she just kind of like relishes sifting through Tidwell's memories and just like, I don't know, just like the whole the whole thing with her being a yerk is very gross and uncassy, but in like a really deliberate and cool way. Yeah. This also I feel like is, I mean like We've talked about the covers a little bit, and everybody kind of knows the Animorphs covers, but this is probably the ugliest cover. Like, this is the first time we've seen a, a Yerk depicted, and it is oh, yeah. not not good in terms of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is gross. Um, it's a blob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Green. Little little purple blue freckles, kind of some little appendages that could be flippers or legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a gross morph. It's it's gross. Uh, what the morph can do, and then Cassie has to like figure out how to how to control a human body as a yerk as well, which is interesting uh, because she doesn't want to do it. Obviously, Cassie is like the one that's like, no, we can't morph into humans because that's weird and intrusive. But now she's become the Yerk who has infiltrated the human brain. Lots of but with consent, with which consent, is, yeah. you know, she, important. She is morphed into Mr. Tidwell's lover. This It's kind of like, almost like this sweet moment too, where she's like in Tidwell's brain and she's trying to figure out how to like, control his body and like accidentally walks him into a table and he's like oh don't worry i'm everybody knows i'm kind of a klutz like where he's just like trying to help her along that to me like really drove home the like because there's kind of this debate of like oh maybe the yerk is faking it whatever but then like once the yerk's gone and it's just cassie and there mr tidwell's like yeah it's fine kid we're gonna like we're gonna get through this it's okay and it's like so obvious that like he's down to like be part of this resistance right yeah yeah and i was like yes like this Yerk and this human are BFFs, like, yes. and, and they are fighting for a greater good, and I'm here for it. I'm happy for Mr. Tidwell because his his wife died, and he felt, like, really, like, he had no purpose, he had mm-hmm. no reason to go on living, but then when he got Yerked up and became friends with the Yerk, he was the one that said, no, 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 get back in my brain because we can brain, do bud. more on the inside than we can from the this. outside. Yeah, You know, God works in mysterious ways. Barf. <laughs> oh so cassie's in the yerk pool and she notices a small cage holding aftrin in it and she can't this part i didn't care for because she said she says i don't want to demorph in the yerk pool um because i don't want any controllers to see me but we've already like canonically had them demorph in the yerk pools and also she does it later so i'm like what fucking changed cassie (laughs) Oh, it was convenient for the story. I forgot. Um, That did piss me off. But so she can't demorph 
to grab this cage. So instead, the next time a host head is dunked into the water, she like cuts in line and enters their body. She's like, excuse me, I need to go in here. Thank you. (laughs) And then she uses that human body to attack Visser 3. But again, here's the thing. They're getting lax. Cassie knows that. So this is this is the body. The person she has entered is someone who is willingly a controller. This controller is already established, and Cassie does mention this in the book. When someone has a yerk inside them, they also get all of the yerk's memories. So Cassie's like, I can't be here long because she's gonna know that the bandalites are all children. I'm like, yeah, we were playing fast and loose with the memory rule in this one, I think. It was like, uh, and I also like again, kind of just stuff that came up for purposes of it needs to for the plot to work. There's like this moment where she's like hanging with Visser three and about to attack him, and like Visser three grabs her or whatever, and she escapes, and she's like, "Everyone knows Andalites have weak wrists," and I'm like, mm. <laughs> "Was that a canonically established uh, thing?" <laughs> I mean, they do have tiny little T Rex arms. Like, uh, I guess I don't know, but I don't think that that was ever a thing we established. Sure. They could be really beefy, strong wrists. I don't know. It's like ants, like they're really small but very strong. Maybe that's yeah. what it's like for andalite arms. Or like <laughs> they have they have shorter muscles and like less of them, and so the ones they do have get worked out really yeah. easily. Yeah, and Visor Three never skips arm day. Never. He would never. He's <laughs> no gotta be ready off. for his. He's gotta be ready for those sexy andalites. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't wait to impress my bandalite captives with my... With my forearms. With my biceps. <laughs> my triceps, my lats, my delts. I don't know muscles. I don't know muscles. I think those, I think those are all upper body. The ones that make my arms go... Mm. <laughs> Look at my arms, how fast they go... Mm. <laughs> Why is Visitor 3 such a perv? <laughs> I hate you, Visitor 3. You're gross. You're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so Cassie launches her human body at Visser 3, who has shown up to interrogate her after Borrowed Billy. human body. Yes, borrowed human body. <laughs> Not sh- actually Cassie's human body, because she does have one. She of those. left that behind. <laughs> well, in Z's Inside space. of her. <laughs> in Z's space, yeah. Um Visser 3 has conveniently shown up to this interrogation three days early because of story. And they uh he had gotten her out of the cage to start questioning her so cassie launches the borrowed human body at viscer three he lets go of afrin cassie grabs afrin dives into the year pool after biting viscer three's weak wrist and then she exits the host's brain demorphs and then morphs into her osprey form and flies the fuck out of there but then on the way, she runs into one of those like flying killer robot things that are from that book where they turn into moles and bats and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's about to shoot her, but then she poops on its sensor, so it can't find her, I guess. So that's two books in a row that we've had scatological related solutions Amazing. to problems. Amazing. Uh, I found <laughs> the uh, Marco throwing poop at Visser three much more satisfying than this small. Victory. I don't like. I don't like poops. I'm not into that. As I don't a think plot any device. Well, I guess there are some people who are probably like, no, I fucking love poop. Well, I mean, like, like some people find like that would be like, ha ha ha, it's so funny they threw poop at him. I'm not of that 
feel like a good poop joke because I know you're talking about me. I do love yeah. a good poop joke, but <laughs> it's kind of like you can't just like you can't just throw poop around. You, it has to be. It has to be. Well, you can. There's ask an art Marco. to it. There's an art to it. You can't just say ha ha poop. <laughs> ha ha! I pooped on this thing. It has to be a poop you don't expect. Everyone expects poops from chimpanzees. Everyone knows what Cassie's talking about when she says she only has one shot to cover up the sensor on this flying robot. It's just going to poop on it. It's all birds do is poop. Mm. It has to be the unexpected poop. That's what make, That's what gets me every time. <laughs> the unexpected poop. The un- <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> the case of the unexpected poop. Cassie and Afrin make the getaway. Uh, but Cassie still has to operate on Axe, who she gets to just in time. He's like convulsing and on the verge of death, and she has to roll up her little 13 year old shirt sleeves and perform surgery. So she lets Afrin enter Axe's brain so Afrin can instruct Cassie on where to f- even fucking find this gland or whatever. And I also like controls his blood flow and like helps keep him alive a little bit longer. Hmm, seems like there may be uses for the Yerks yet. They're, they can do good. Mm. Um, and Cassie full-on does a brain surgery. She drills into Axe's skull, takes the little bit of skull out, and chops some stuff off of his, off of his gray matter, and then sews him back up. And uh, she did not go to any college for that. She has picked up poop from the barn she has uh splinted bones she has she has fed hawks i don't but now she can add alien brain surgery to her resume i don't think this is that unbelievable i think that (laughs) oh really (laughs) if Uh uh-huh required Uh to do a brain surgery Uh i could (laughs) Really? No. Really? You think you, who, I do have to reveal, you do have a fear of needles. But that's for myself. That's for yourself. I'm not getting myself brain surgery. You don't mind having to take a corkscrew and do that to Mm -hmm. a skull of a friend. Knowing you could kill them. Or as, as Cassie says, like knock out their speech center or, or make it so they can never morph again. I think as long as long as I had my yerk buddy uh-huh. to guide my uh-huh. hand, uh-huh. I could do it. Here's what I here's what I would do. I would put <laughs> the yerk inside of Axe, find out what they could, then put the yerk inside me and be like, Jesus, take the wheel. Do it. You know what? You're right. That's the better way to do it. <laughs> this is not on me anymore. It's on the yerk inside me that killed you, Axe. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought when this whole thing started going down, I didn't think that it was just going to be after and being like, hey, here's where the th- issue is uh-huh. and whatever. I thought that she was like going to do the brain surgery for Cassie, yeah. but not like as Cassie. Like I thought she was going to crawl in his brain and like chew oh, this gland out. Oh, that would have been, yeah. But that also doesn't make sense because canonically Yerks don't have like mouths. Oh, so yeah, like what would she true. do that with? <laughs> also true. She could have made Axe perform the surgery on himself. Oh. <laughs> uh Axe lives, everyone's happy except Axe because he's got a yerk inside his brain and he fucking hates it. He's really pissed off about it. Um 
but Afrin gets out of there. The other bandalites get better. And they decide, Afrin's like, kill me, Cassie. Please just kill me now because I don't want to die of Kendrona starvation. And Cassie's like, mm, nah, I'm sure we'll think of a plan before three days are out. You'll be fine. Uh, so they wait a couple days, <laughs> leaving poor Afrin in suspense. Uh, the best option that they can come up with is to give Afrin the ability to morph and then pull a David. They say, pick a morph. Well, they, they let her pick a morph. They don't just stick her as a rat. Pick a morph. Stay that way for more than two hours, and that's your life now. You're no longer a yerk. You're a fucking humpback whale. And Afton's like, sweet. And she swims Love off it. into the sunset. The end. It's actually pretty, it pretty good yeah. way to end that saga because she really yeah. would have died in a very sad, and also, brutal way. Like, that's what, I mean, like, aside from her goal of helping and, you know, the yerk's attacks on humanity like which was her overall goal at that point like that's what she always wanted right was like to be f- able to be free and yes. to have mobility right and like, honestly they made her into a god yeah because whales are gods, whales are gods. so <laughs> she picked the best one <laughs> yeah yeah good on you after real upgrade and i mean like whales are fairly long-lived so it's not like yeah. David, where as a rat, he's going to die in a couple of years. You know, we didn't really discuss that, but that's... Yeah, you know. David might be dead already. Right. But, like, she's she picked a, a solid morph. She's got all yeah. the ocean to explore. And it's similar to a year, except she can see and eat. Mm-hmm. And sing whale songs. So it seems like, moving right on into series theories, seems like we have quite a few options now for what the solution to this problem Line is going to be. Line those up. That's all right. That's been the question, right? Of like, how do we like before the question was like, are the Yerks just evil? Which we have known for some time. No, no. right? Like shades of gray, shades of gray, shades of gray. And now the question is like, okay, but what do we do with them? And we got one possible solution in the attack, which was we see that they we let them evolve for another few hundred years until they can build their own bodies which like that obviously is not going to work like mm-hmm. right, for, right because of the hundreds of years required and the fact that we never engaged with what animals they had to conquer in order to get something that could build those bodies but now we have kind of some other options of okay maybe they can live comfortably alongside humans in a willing human's brain right like Mm -hmm. that's a thing that they could do uh maybe they can just become other animals and that's fine and that's a thing they could do like there are a lot of things that we could like directions we could go in with the end of this war that is approaching in 30 some books or whatever um <laughs> <laughs> pretty much but aside from genocide the yerks right because that's yes. kind of been assumed by the andalites to be the only solution andalites just don't know how to think outside the morphing box Mm-mm. or even inside the, inside morphing, the morphing box, box. they could have reached this conclusion if they weren't dumb. true true my question if a yerk chooses to live the life of a morph or if they choose mm-hmm. to remain a yerk who can just do a lot of morphs do they are they still restricted if they live mostly as a different kind of creature? Are they still restricted to the three days of Candrona race? Or like if mm. if you as a year if, if you're morphed and you eat something, is yeah. that is that your calorie intake? Do you no longer require other food? 
I think we did come into this in the Antarctic episode. That's right. They were eating the blood. Where they had, yeah, they had to eat as morphs because that's how they caught. Yeah, they ate the blood, and then also some of them ca- caught food, mm-hmm. and that sustained them as humans. So I would assume that if you are a Yerk who acquires morphing abilities and you eat in morph, then you would not need to eat necessarily eat Kendrona rays. But yeah. I'm not sure because I don't know what the the like actual thing is that Kendrona rays give them right like yeah that's yeah 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 if it's like a, like it's rays so i guess just like i mean like I i've been thinking of it as like a photosynthesis sort of situation right oh that's smarter than what i was thinking <laughs> what were you thinking i don't let's not talk about that <laughs> 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 but so, I was thinking well, like when you put something in a microwave and warm it up. Um <laughs> I'm not sure how that would feed anything, but maybe. I don't know. I don't know either, but it's what I was thinking. I told you I didn't want to talk about it and then I went against my best my better my better uh yeah. let the record and, show I didn't push you. Yeah, no, you didn't. That was all me. Self sabotage. <laughs> I thought it was a microwave. I mean, it could be. They're aliens. I thought so. it was just like Yerk soup, man. I was just always picturing it was like real hot in there. Mm-hmm. They're all getting microwaved with nutrition. I'm, I'm not sure what that would. Like, you know when, like, okay, you, you know when you microwave food, yeah. it doesn't add nutrition to the food. No, right? I know. Well, okay. Maybe, maybe I'm confusing microwaves, microwave rays, with a uh, with a uh, like, you know. Never, just fuck off. Never mind. <laughs> I really wish I want to encourage your thought process mm-hmm. here, but I can't follow it. Photosynthesis <laughs> was a good was a good one. <laughs> what was your morbid uh, moment? <laughs> my morbid moment was <laughs> right now. Aftrin was preparing to die. Yeah, that was also sad. When she was like, there are worse deaths. And I was like, okay, damn. Yeah, damn. Go hard, Aftrin. Well, she almost died to one, which would have been revealing all her secrets and then having Visser 3 probably stomp on her with his little Andalite mouth hoof. Yeah, and then eat her. her. And that's how he gets his kin thrown away. Yeah, that's how he microwaved her in his hooves. Mm-hmm. Um... Though yeah, because eating yerks makes them not need candrona rays. I forgot about that. Whatever happened to Visor? Oh yeah, twin? that's true. I wasn't even <laughs> remember Visor three as a twin that. doing that right now. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that. Okay, so that does work with the photosynthesis thing, though, right? Because that's the same way, like mm-hmm. you know, the food chain works, yeah. right? Are so, you saying yeah. trees eat other trees for? Energy? No, I'm saying animals <laughs> eat things that do photosynthesis, <laughs> and so they get the nutrients and the 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 animal the power from the trees eat trees trees eat trees i mean if you want to get technical some trees do eat trees in the sense of like if we're using eat very loosely if a they tree falls in a forest and then rots and then, rots, and then, and then, then that, they eat that mm-hmm. nutrients yeah circle of life baby the antelope eat the grass the lions eat the antelope the lions die and feed the grass we know this to be true <laughs> Thank you, Mufasa. Mufasa. 
I also, while I was saying that, I was like in a panic mode of like, fuck, how does food chains work? What and I comes next? Went, who eats who? <laughs> I almost went mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell because I was just flashing back to like fifth grade science. You know, <laughs> you know, guys, sometimes we are smart and sometimes rarely we microwave yerks. <laughs> I said my morbid moment already. Mm-hmm. It was when Cassie yes. said goodbye to Axe and was like, we've had some good times, pal, but uh, goodbye. Uh, yeah. And she also like tells Eric, she's like, hey. Let him he know I below. fucked off. He's like, she's <laughs> like, if he drops below that temperature, he's just going to die. Like, yeah. just that's just what's going to happen. Like, <laughs> damn. Damn. Cassie's Everybody was hard. going hard in this Yes. Butt. Except Eric, who did literally nothing. Oh, as always, useless. Um. I guess, is it, I mean, can we just say Cassie gets most valuable more? Yeah, or do we have sure. to discuss she's the only one that didn't get sick and did stuff? She did a lot. She was badass. Yeah. She was great in this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already discussed how much we liked her. She was channeling her inner Rachel. I think this solidified me as a Cassie stan. Mm-hmm. She's still not my favorite Animorph, but I think that I respect Cassie and I, what she brings to the table. I only like Cassie in this one book. Well, we'll see if it continues. Yeah, if, uh, she might be really annoying in the next one again. That's know. true. Who wrote that one? <laughs> Who wrote the next book? If it's Amy Garvey. <laughs> I think it might be Let's see. our girl K.A. Because we might be, it might be time for another Megamorphs, but I'm not ah. sure. I know one's coming up. Yes, Cassie, MVP of this book. What's next? Series theories. We've already, already discussed. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing. We're done. We're done now with this episode. Bye-bye. Here's our outro. (laughs) (laughs) Next week on the podcast, we are going to be, I believe, wrapping up my haunted house unit. Yes. Next week, we will be reading The Garden of Bewitchment by Catherine Cavendish. And then the week after that, we are going to be back with another Morph Monday with Animorphs Megamorphs number three, El Fangor Secret. Oh, bless. That sounds so good. Mm-hmm. I'm already excited for it. I mean, like, I feel like we already know what El Fangor Secret is, it's right? Which is little baby boy Tobias. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's something to do with that. But, but maybe we'll there's see. another secret. I don't know. Maybe there's more secrets, Maybe Tobias guys. has siblings. Maybe to maybe Elfangor's not really dead. Maybe Elfangor is Visser Three. <laughs> maybe Visser Three and Elfangor are actually Tobias's mom and dad. Oh my god, yes. Lauren <gasps> is really Visser Three. Oh, oh, that was my other series theory oh, this week. Okay. I forgot to backtrack series theories. A little bit of backtrack. <laughs> um my other series theory was that this proves one of that one of my earlier series theories is possible in that I was predicting that Visser One was part of a Yerk um, rebellion, and it obviously, like I feel like this book was trying to make the point that because of Cassie, the Yerk rebellion was possible. But Tidwell's Yerk and him came to this conclusion without the help of Cassie's Yerk. So there are mm. obviously other Yerks who feel this way. So it's True. possible that a separate rebellion is also happening without the involvement of Aftran. So I, ooh, I just, I really, I need more Yerk info. Mm-hmm. Give it to me, Applegate. Give me, give me all uh-huh, the Yerks. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if you have your own Animorph series theories or uh, guesses about what Elfangor's secret is, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us, ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. 
As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should because of various reasons of which you can think of many, I'm sure. You know what? This week, the work's on you. You got to come up with your reason. Have I done that one already? I feel like I have. Maybe. Maybe. If you use Apple Podcasts, we very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you do not, that's all right, because you're allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. Uh, In the words of Eric the Chi, you're talking to a guy who helped build the pyramids. A few days is nothing. Shut the fuck up, Eric. Just insufferable. Oh, I too am not cool with slavery. Well, I want to take that again. My voice cracked. I too am not cool with slavery. You were so emotional um, about it. Just, huh? You were so emotional about it. No, I, I do. I have a sore throat. I'm sorry. Oh, that explains the Werther's. <laughs> I don't have cough drops, so I've just been eating Werther's. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Whatever coats the throat. That buttery soft coating I'm mm, looking for. Delicious. So I can do my sexy, sexy radio voice. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>